Welcome to Blue Line, the podcast hosted by Blue Line, Canada's only independent national magazine for law enforcement. You've tuned in to hear compelling conversations on hot topics and trends with law enforcement professionals and personalities from across Canada. And now, a message from our sponsor, Wilfrid Laurier University. With Laurier's 100% online degree programs, you can earn your undergraduate or graduate degree from a top-ranked university with an academic and institutional tradition that's over 100 years old. Choose from a Bachelor of Arts in Policing, Bachelor of Arts in Criminology and Policing, Master of Public Safety, and five graduate diplomas in the areas of Emergency Management, National Security, Countering Crime, Border Strategies, and GIS and Data Analytics. Transfer credits apply for basic constable training towards a BA in policing. For more information, visit www.laurierpublicsafety.com. Hello, Blue Line, the podcast subscribers. We hope you're doing well, and welcome back to another episode of Blue Line, the podcast. I'm Brianna Charlebois, editor of Blue Line magazine. Today, we are joined by Stacey Moreau, director of the Leadership Development Center at the Canadian Police College. Stacey also sits on the Canadian Mental Health Association Ottawa Board of Directors. She is a doctoral candidate at Western University and holds a master's degree in education from the University of Ottawa. Welcome, Stacey, and thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Awesome. So maybe just to start, tell me a little bit about yourself and your your own path into the policing world. Sure. So I've been the director of the Leadership Development Center at uh, the Canadian Police College since 2017. Um, Prior to that, I worked in uh, other government departments, always in the world of learning or leadership or um, EDI, equity, diversity and uh, inclusion. I have a background in learning. Learning is my passion. Um, And so leadership development is just a logical continuation because it's it's kind of the sum of learning in that that's it's really that continuous learning piece. Uh, And right now it's especially in policing, it's an exciting time, challenging and exciting time to be there just because of the realities of the changing context, the the scrutiny that right now we're seeing across Canada and the states, certainly uh, with the different Black Lives Matter movements, uh, that sort of thing. So leadership development is really front and center, I think, in a lot of those in those discussions on on how we can help to move uh, policing forward. As the director of the Leadership Development Center at uh, CPC, broadly speaking, what would you deem the biggest issues in the leadership development uh, sector today and um, what sort of things are happening at the CPC and how have they sort of come about? At the CPC specifically, we're undergoing a, a modernization of all of our, uh, really all of our learning, including the, the Leadership Development Center. So those are, that's pretty exciting. It's part of Vision 150 for the RCMP. I think it's also larger than that. Larger than that. Um, the, just as I had mentioned, the, the current context, right? We're living really in a, in a VUCA world, right? So it's volatile, all of that, uncertain, complex, ambiguous. It means that leadership development has really evolved, I think, from a place of, People used to look at it more sometimes uh, as a nice to have, hurts me to say that, (laughs) (laughs) whereas now people I think see it uh, much more as a necessity. So that the the recognition of the impact that good leadership has on an organization is really front and center now. Um, And also because of that context, there's also recognition that there are some better leadership practices in that, that help people navigate the world that we're living in right now. Right, right. So I know that you guys recently conducted a needs analysis of uh, current national training standards. So I'm wondering whether you could tell me a little bit more about that process and uh, the biggest takeaways that um, you found from the analysis. Sure. Uh, So we did a a, quite a robust analysis back in, I guess it's 2000 and 
it's end of 2019-20. So we've done sort of two for different different parts of the of the leadership uh, center. So it was uh, we did a we hired a, an independent researcher to do a literature review to really see to scan sort of what's going on both within Canada and also internationally. So that was one piece. We also uh, worked with a professor from Carleton University who did over 25 individual interviews with chiefs of police to see where are the gaps and kind of what's needed to, to support leadership development within policing. And then of course, we also had the, uh, we did the level three interviews. So that's seeing what the, what the larger impact is from our, from their, our course and programs to see uh, you go back about six months later to, to speak with participants and their um, supervisors to see how the, the, the courses and programs have positively influenced their, their behavior in the organizations. So it was quite a fulsome uh, needs analysis. And um, the biggest takeaway I think is, there's probably two. One is that there is a recognition of the need for leadership development at all levels. Uh, and when I say that, I'm really focusing on leadership development and not management training. Management training, there's a, there's a need for that as well. Um, management training focuses on processes, so how to do things well, but it, an important part of leadership development is that whole interaction with people. So the people side of how, how do we deal with people, how do we work with people, how do we influence people. Um, so since everything does go through uh, teams, et cetera, that's where the, the, the importance of leadership development, I think, was really highlighted. The other, the second piece is the focus on, I would say, character, on interpersonal uh, awareness. So typically when we think of leadership development, it's kind of, and this isn't really new, this has been around for quite a while. There's, we talk about the three C's of character, competencies, commitment. And mostly we focus on the competency aspect. Um, so competencies focus on what leaders can do. We measure it, uh, you know, if, if often we'll uh, assess talent management against it, performance management. Um, I don't wanna say it's easier to measure because there's still obviously something and it's very important, uh, but that's really has always, I would say, been the focus of leadership development until now is that that competency side. And there's a lot of great work being done on that. CPKN is uh, is taking some of the, the, the old police sector council framework and they're, they're modernizing it so that it's it's more relevant to today's uh, police services. But there's those two other pieces too, which don't get as much attention, which I'd say are becoming more and more. One of that being the character piece. So as much as competency focuses on what leaders can do, character focuses on what leaders will do in different situations. So there's a real culture piece in there and a value piece in there. So what does the individual person bring to the table and that's what that's what makes everybody unique is that that character, that character piece. And I think in policing, it's so important because one of the unique pieces of policing is that when uh, they really do need to, to have that leadership at all levels, because the constable on the street, he doesn't have a supervisor right beside him. So he has to be making good decisions quickly. Um, and so as a leader, you want to be certain that everyone in your organization has those really strong character pieces, right? So that they know um, the values that an organization espouses and it's, it's ingrained in all of the actions that they do. Uh, so that I think is where the character piece is really becoming of increasing importance, I'd say. And then finally that commitment piece, that speaks to both the individual and organizational piece. So individually, We've, we used to think that character could not really, uh, wasn't teachable. Now we know it is. So from a commitment piece individually, do you want to put in the time? Because yes, you can, you can, um, you know, learn character, but it's, you have to want to. 
because uh, it's that it's that personal looking at your values and who you really are as a leader, uh, and then organizationally as well. Uh, and I'd say that's an important piece because one of the things I've heard, and this isn't unique to policing, is that the the learners come and they take a leadership development program and they're all excited and they are going to change the world, and uh, then they go back into their organization and they realize that all of these great things that they've learned they're having a hard time applying it within their organization for for a variety of reasons often it's the culture um so that commitment piece is becoming important because organizationally a culture has to want to grow and to change and to and to really look at themselves to see if they're if they're doing i guess everything they they, they can to support strong and capable leadership in their organizations that makes sense. So sort of that said, then, um, what did you kind of hear and learn specifically while consulting law enforcement leaders? Did they give you any sort of feedback and uh, or what do you plan to do to sort of address these concerns? Yeah, so we four main things came out of it. Um, return on investment, continuous learning, interpersonal awareness, which I mentioned a little briefly, mm-hmm. and uh, the importance of partnerships. So if I go back to that first one, the return on investment, um, leadership development can be expensive, and it, uh, and of course, uh, when we're talking about the chief leaders, they wanted to ensure that really it's it's isn't something where they go on a course and then again it doesn't impact the organization more widely. So at the CPC, we're looking at how we can support policing. So it isn't a one-off. It's not you go in, you take your course, you go back to work, and it's and it's done. It really has to be something that there's a return. So we're looking at how can the organizations get involved in mentoring? How can the CPC support them in that in that mentoring uh, relationship? We're also looking at from an organizational capacity versus just the individual capacity. So uh, right now we're exploring the development of a research and knowledge center so that you know there's performance support when somebody needs something they can actually go at the time of need to find some resources that might be able to support them in their learning and leadership development. So that's that first one. The second mm-hmm. one is the continuous learning. So traditionally, we when we think of leadership development, we think of leadership development programs. Some of them are quite long. Some of them are a year. We have, uh, you know, we have one, which is, a, it's a great program. It's a year long. But more and more, um, what we're hearing is that not everybody needs a year-long leadership development program. It depends where you're going in your career. It depends where you are in your career, et cetera. There's a bunch of reasons for that. One, funding. You know, longer leadership development programs can be much more costly. And also, sometimes um, people want to develop one specific area. So they don't necessarily want to go on a year-long course when they know that they really need to focus on developing their communication or they really need to focus on developing, you know, their strategic thinking. Uh, So... More and more, we're looking at how we can absolutely keep those those longer courses and programs because there is definitely a need. But how can we also complement that by looking at uh, offering more just-in-time workshops, either on specific competencies or on um, just-in-time issues that are that are, you know, uh, appropriate for the current context. The third one um, it focuses on that interpersonal awareness piece. So that goes back mm. to the character piece that I was talking about before. I mean, the idea isn't when you go on leadership development to assume that everyone's going to come out the same. Everybody brings their own, the reality of who they are. So it's looking at how can we support people in developing those pieces of their of their their character and strengthening um, certain areas and helping them to actually also know what are their strengths and what are their areas that they need to work on. Not only to be able to work on them, but also when you're looking at building your team, how can you surround yourself by the best people so that uh, 
as a team, you complement each other. And, you know, there's no, there's no gaps in, uh, in a fulsome leadership team. Uh, the fourth piece focused on partnerships. And I think that's the idea of um, when as private, there's other sectors that do things really well. If I look at academia, um, you know, there's some great courses and programs out there that we should, uh, you know, that that police organizations and certainly the CPC can leverage. We're working more and more with uh, with different organizations, whether it be Wilfrid Laurier, who's offering that online learning. Um, we've done so recently some workshops with, uh, with different uh, providers. We're looking at uh, um, so some of the things that have, are offered and how can we tailor them or work with them so that it, uh, it, it um, I guess it just strengthens or it makes even a more robust leadership program from the, from the CPC's perspective. Uh, and, you know, also looking, looking at our, our the, the different policing services that we have in Canada, we're doing some great stuff, uh, you know, in policing across Canada. So let's celebrate that and also share so that, the person who's doing something great, like the the um, you know the hub model in the in the West, well, how can how can we share that more largely, or or different examples like that? First Nations community uh, policing, you know that that's something that uh, I think everyone can benefit from. So we're looking at how we can bring all those different ideas so that so that there's a great uh, sharing of information and and helps to I think for people to think of what's possible new, new uh, and innovative ideas. Right, right. Um, so kind of going off that, obviously, um, modernizing uh, the approach to leadership development was, you know, kind of the main focus of, of the report. So I'm just sort of wondering whether you could speak a little bit more to where you kind of see the future of leadership development going. Like, I know you've, you've talked about kind of, you know, honing in on specifics, but where do you see it going in the future? You know, the next step maybe after this and, and you know, what do you think needs to be done to, to, to really hone that? There needs to be, I think, more of a focus, and there is. I can see it going that way already on vertical development. Now, that's a bit of a, a kind of a, a, a trending, trending word right now, I guess. What that really means is if you look at the horizontal development, which would kind of be the opposite of that, uh, horizontal development, it's, it's about expanding your you know, your toolkit, you know, when you say, oh, I'm adding more tools to my tool, my toolbox or whatever, that would be horizontal development is doing more of the same, doing it better, but it's still the same. So you, you know, um, you're going to expand your knowledge, you're going to become more competent, but it's not necessarily thinking out of the box, if I can put it that way. Whereas vertical development, it's really looking at expanding your mindset. So changing the way that you think about situations so that we can be a leader can become more agile, more adaptable, um, is making those connections or seeing things in a, a way that they might not have ne necessarily done. And which brings my thing to the next piece is that whole um, valuing diversity. Uh, it's so very important, and uh, it's obviously it's a it's very topical. It's obviously, I mean, foundational is is having, you know, respecting diversity, uh, uh, races, religions, different people, etc., like that. But I'd say it goes even further than that in the world of leadership. It's really it's it's valuing that diversity of thought. So recognizing that different people bring different ways of thinking and of being to the table and how can they how can we take all of that so that we, we an organization becomes stronger because of their their diversity so really looking at that it's it's that's a mindset because it's human nature to to sometimes think of uh somebody who thinks like me well um, you know, that let's, let's, let's take that and build it, but you actually almost, you need to be looking for people who think differently than you, because that's where the richness of ideas really comes from.
Right, right. Okay. So that being said, um, what sort of suggestions would you, you maybe provide an officer hoping to sort of move into um, one of these sort of leadership roles or positions and, and how can they best position themselves to, to be successful in that role? Uh, I think two things. One, as a leader, I think you need to be very clear in what your values are. So, and uh, ensuring that those values align with the, the Canadians that you're representing. So, and more important, I think, than just being aware of them and being clear on them, you need to be able to demonstrate and communicate them because that as a leader, that's what makes the difference is what people, people see your actions um, and people look, your, your team looks to you to, to, to get direction on, um, you know, what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. So I think that that's, that's a very important one is being really clear on what your values are and demonstrating them and living them. So that's the first piece. And I think the second piece is in the current context, it's really to be courageous, uh, to be a courageous leader and I don't mean being brave when you're you know you're out on the streets but going sometimes going against a culture uh it's not it's not easy to be the kind of to stand alone but no uh not being afraid to question why this is done you know why things are being done the way they are I was just reading an article this morning and somebody was asking well why are um, police still writing down their their notes you know with all the technologies that we have is there is there a better way and I don't know the answer to that but I think it's a great question to be asking so challenging the status quo, I think is very important as a leader in all times and even more, 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 especially right now. And then I think also in that same vein of being a courageous leader, I think it's being confident enough not to let pride get in the way. Uh, no one knows everything. And, uh, you know, I look at some of the, the, the police that are coming through the through our leadership development programs now. And there are some very smart up and coming officers who have a lot uh, of great ideas and a lot of, of knowledge to share. So I think a great leader isn't, it isn't about knowing the most in the room. It's about bringing, being able to bring out that knowledge from, uh, from, from your people. So I think that's probably a, a very, that would be, I guess, the, the two things that I would suggest that they really focus on is, is uh, how can how can they bring courage to the table and how can they uh, demonstrate the values so that we don't have an alignment gap between um, you know what is being said is important and then taking what is being said is important and really having an entire police service demonstrating those values in their everyday work with the public. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us today and providing those insights. I know uh, I know it'll be very much appreciated. Thank you for having me. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Blue Line, the podcast. Be sure to check us out on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay up to date on all your Canadian policing news at blueline.ca. Thanks again to our sponsor, Wilfrid Laurier University, and for everyone listening, especially those of you on the front lines protecting our communities. We see you and stay safe. With Laurier's 100% online degree programs, you can earn your undergraduate or graduate degree from a top-ranked university with an academic and institutional tradition that's over 100 years old. Choose from a Bachelor of Arts in Policing, Bachelor of Arts in Criminology and Policing, Master of Public Safety, and five graduate diplomas in the areas of Emergency Management, National Security, Countering Crime, Border Strategies, and GIS and Data Analytics. Transfer credits apply for basic constable training towards a BA in policing. For more information, visit www.laurierpublicsafety.com. Thank you for joining Blue Line, the podcast hosted by Blue Line, Canada's only independent national magazine for law enforcement.